what is a podcast other than two guys sitting at computers talking to each other? You guys make the podcast. I've got something spicy for you at the end of this episode. Hello and welcome to The Lab, a Minecraft podcast where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. And with me is a man who I need some feedback from you guys on what the best wood for this man is. The Troj. Hello and surprise. Welcome to a surprise bonus episode of The Lab uh, before the end of the year. Who would have thought that we were going to do this? Not me, 24 hours ago. Yeah, I mean, you hit me up and said, uh, hey, we got, uh, we got some feedback to talk about. Uh, some people that uh, wrote in and uh, sent us an email or commented on a video and yeah, we'd like to recognize them today. Yeah, we don't really seem to get much of an opportunity in each episode to, to recap, which is something that we're going to look probably at for next year for season three of The Lab. But yeah, we just thought, hey, why don't we just take a small little bonus filler episode right at the end of this year and uh, just go over some of those comments because there is actually quite a few. Well, let's start. There is more than I thought. Um, so let's dive right in. Um, we're going to go all the way back to episode nine. And we spoke about small content creator burnout, uh, which is something that big creators uh, have to endure. But so do us as the small content creators. And we got a message here from Jurassics, also a member from Interobs. Uh, as passionate part-time content creators, we put a lot of pressure to deliver similar content to full-time creators. Some of us have full-time jobs in life that we need to do to pay the bills, and we do this as a hobby. Yet we still feel like we need to deliver the same quality of content, whether that is through editing or what we build in Minecraft, for example. It's natural for us to compare ourselves to the people we look up to on Twitch and YouTube, who do it full-time. And we look at what they do and feel we have to get closer to that level. This can lead to burnout or demoralizing feelings. That episode uh, really hit home because, well, especially now and this this time of year, uh, you would think that uh, things would slow down. It's getting colder for us here in the U.S. Things would slow down and I'd have more time to create content. But no, it's just for some reason this year, it's just been going hard. And, and yeah, it's getting harder and harder to do, make content but i still have so many ideas i'm sure you have so many things you want to do and um you, you just you need to do what you can yeah and i think jurassics is right there you know as smaller content creators trying to push that boundary it can be really hard when you when you watch the full timers and the bigger ones you know and the algorithm doesn't help either to that extent you know if you're not competing you might get sorry let me rephrase that you can probably get pushed by the algorithm but if someone comes along and, and sees that you're making a small building as opposed to, you know, some of the full-timers who are doing these big, massive things in hardcore every second day, you, you just can't compete. And I, I guess the best thing that, you know, I've learned over the last six months or 12 months or however long it's been, you know, is just you do you and do what you can do. And growth will come. It may not be as a lightning fast as some of the other ones out there. But as long as you're having fun and you're enjoying it, it still becomes an enjoyable thing to participate in. And I think that's that's probably the, the key thing there. You know, someone said to me uh, recently, and I was talking again about Twitch, it sort of stalled again for a little bit. And I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? What's what's happening? And someone said, just basically stop worrying about it. Do it for the fun of it. And if you do it for the fun of it, good things will come. And Exactly. 
It does. It did. You know, we uh, I did it for the fun of it. You know, we hit a thousand subs on on the my, my Minecraft YouTube channel. We had an amazing uh, event. You know, we were invited to Subfest uh, by Twitch to participate in that event, and that, that was fun. And you do it for the fun of it, and yeah, I think that's that's what to focus on it is the fun, the enjoyment, and you know, the escape from reality that content slash Minecraft can provide for you. Right, and I think that's why that uh, some of the bigger content creators. Uh, experience burnout as well is because maybe they lose sight of it being fun. It's that algorithms, you know, haunting them daily saying, yeah, you better do something or you're going to fall behind. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Just keep on having fun. I guess for them too, though, they have got the added pressure of them being there, like their full-time job. That's their source of income. So I guess that in some respects is actually a benefit that us smaller ones have is if we have a, a video bomb, it doesn't actually impact our financials <laughs> that much because we're still a full-time job to go back onto. They have a video bomb. You know, it could be the difference in $1,000 a week. Exactly. And I'm um, trying to say that was a, a really interesting episode, that one. That was a, a quite a raw, emotional one. Uh, they hit home at the time. Uh, we're moving now on to when we were speaking about, we put an episode out entitled... Minecraft 1.20 Trails and Tales almost here so just before 1.20 was released and I hope I'm saying this name right but we got a message here uh, from Hugon3263 I enjoyed this little wholesome talk about the update I feel like Mojang had a lot of additions that they wanted to add but didn't fit in a normal update or theme because the community tend to be annoyed when Mojang is working on something not related to the updated theme Hope the next update is a big atmosphere update or related to the progression in game. Thank you for your comment. Looking back, I, I don't know how to respond to that one, considering, you know, we're right now as of recording in the next development cycle. And it seems like it's kind of going the, sa the same way. Um, is there a real clear theme? Yeah, I tend to agree that it seems to be that they have a lot of random ideas and different things, and they just try to package it together and go there. Like we said at the time when the the wild update came out, that we thought the name probably wasn't quite right. It didn't really seem to fit with the the, the widespread of things that they were putting into it. But I think also Hug on here is right. Uh, the community like to complain. They like to complain a lot. Oh, yeah. And for me, again, it comes back to the state the statement. You know, we've had. Uh, a 10-year-old game, or older than that, we've got a quite an old game that we still get free updates for, so it's probably not all too bad. It's just, it's strange for this, the way they're doing this development cycle, uh, adding in things as they're finished, and especially now, um, they're, we're going to get, it seems like, uh, according to things, we'll be getting the Armadillo before 1.21 said it would be part of 1.20.5 so the, the development cycle uh how they're doing it now is just i think it's throwing people off because they're used to that just huge update you know where it's just a package deal uh the nether update you know was a complete update in a lot of people's opinions and now it's kind of piecemeal it's just bits here and bits there and then once it all comes together, they throw a name uh, at it. Yeah, but I think that's a result of what the community did to them with the whole uh, caves and cliffs thing. 
you know, I think, you know, the amount of garbage and rubbish that was thrown at the developer's way during all that, it was probably only going to go that way. And I think the community have to accept the fact that the toxic elements of the community, let me put it that way, did the community as a whole no favors uh, during that whole that whole process. Now, and you and I said at the time, we hoped that that Mojang wouldn't go uh, too far back into their shells. And I believe they did. I think they have um, in terms of, you know, the the way they're doing things, how they're doing things, how they're communicating. The the last Minecraft Live event, which I actually felt was a debacle, <laughs> frankly. Mm. You know, I think they've gone back too far the wrong way, but I understand why they have because the way the community was so toxic at that time. So, yeah, I totally get that. They are genuinely and sincerely looking for feedback, uh, but you still have those people that uh, all they want to do is complain, and ask why, why, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why isn't this added? I'm glad they opened Discord. I, I haven't spent much time there, uh, but they are, they are looking for, for feedback. Definitely. And that is one good thing that they do do. They take feedback. Uh, but in terms of updates, they then announced something that is still quite controversial. And they announced proposed experimental changes to the way villages worked and we put an episode out called the best update yet updated villager trading and our friend jurassics again com- commented now i'm not going to read the whole comics it's quite long uh, but i was going to put the uh the first part here and if you want to read the full comment you can go over to youtube uh to that episode and uh, have a read for yourselves people don't like change i think it's good that they are doing this i think it gives us a reason to get out and means that you can have small bases in different areas I'm glad that they are planning on nerfing the villages. They were just too OP with raid farms, zombie curing, glass exploit, etc. I like that you can't get the best book and hopefully you will be able to find them in chests. Um, and he goes on with other with other things there. I I tend to agree. Uh, villages are definitely a broken system in terms of how OP they are. Very quickly with the right trade setup, you can get to diamond gear across the board without even going mining. And... That is a like that says to me that is a broken system that needs to be looked at. You know, I know some people that like the villages how they are because it makes it easier for them in in terms of getting the stuff. If a system's broken to the point where it's breaking the game, then you know I'm all for having a look at that potential changes with it. The problem that I had with it at the start, I don't want to just see a fix to the system just for the sake of oh let's have a fix, let's have a proposed fix. At the end of the day, you're still going to be able to get villages. You're still going to be able to put villages together. It just adds steps to an other, an otherwise already tedious process. So whatever system they implement, the way that it's at the moment in the experimental phase, I think is just adding more tedium for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to find a, I'd like them to find a more succinct way of doing it as opposed to. I've now got to find this. I've now got to go find that. I've got to go find this. I understand why they're doing it to get you out and about in the world. As a server admin perspective, it's going to make my world file sizes a lot bigger as people go looking for these different biomes. Well, I I said, I I believe I said it in that episode that uh, people were freaking out and um, assuming that these changes were like in the next update. And I just, you know, I've got this thing, which uh, I mentioned before, but I won't do this now. But anyway, just looking at the logic and the reality of it and how it's in the experimental phase, I 
I think it's going to stay in the experimental phase until it's until they got it toned down to something that's balanced. Uh, they're still experimenting with combat. Uh, a lot of people say that's not balanced. Uh, there could be tweaks. There could things that could be done better as far as combat, and that's why the combat snap snapshots are still in the experimental phase. Uh, they really haven't done anything with that. So I think that's something that they're toying around with, but not is not going to be implemented anytime soon. I uh, fully agree with that. And speaking of things not being implemented anytime soon, we now jump ahead to our video that we put out entitled, Watch This Before Voting, Minecraft Live 2023 Mob Vote. And uh, uh, I can't remember in a singular event in the last few years that have caused so much, shall we use the word discussion, um, as, as did this mob vote. And um, we have a, a comment here from I, it's Jake, 2867. Uh, Jake was going crab. Um, we had Pencil Pen YR. I love the podcast. Thank you for the comment. Appreciate that one. Uh, and then we had a comment here from Devara Shade, 6903. Devara is an Interrealms uh, member as well. Uh, I'm Team Penguin. And uh, then she goes on to put a substantial reasoning for said reasoning for going for Penguin. Obviously, we know now the armadillo got up. And dare we say there's a buyer's regret around for the mob vote at the moment. Right. And I, I, I really feel... I mean, this is probably going to have to be a whole separate podcast topic uh, <laughs> in 2024 is just some of the controversy uh, within the community about the uh, the mob vote, about uh, the the copper bowl um, and and something that uh, they just found out about the um, technical changes they're making to minecraft that added reach uh by the use uh, extra reach by the use of commands so we'll cover that i think uh, those controversial things in 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 another full episode but the feel i'm getting from the community yeah it's buyer's regret <laughs> yeah and i think our uh our first episode which will be around about all of this topic uh, in 2024, I think it's going to be a spicy one. Mm -hmm. uh, but sort of touching on that, you know, we put out another episode there, episode 19 for this year was uh, Crafter, a true revolution. And again, Jurassic's, hello again, Jurassic's. Uh, I stand by my comment that the copper bulb is the revolution. With every blink of that beautiful bulb, I am more convinced. It's a cop flop. It's a movable power source. It's uh, it's so powerful. Thanos is looking for it. That's incredible. Uh, I do wonder if, if his comment has changed uh, and would change given the recent updates. Exactly, yeah. which um, we will have to ask him and maybe uh, uh, we can ask him back for that episode um, and see his, get his thoughts after the fact, after the changes. Uh, there are people that would like to see it go back to the way it was, but uh, we'll cover that later. We're going to go to another comment from Jurassic's. I know uh, we're mentioning him a lot, but he is one of the, the more common commentators out there. And we did a recent episode called uh, Mini Marvels and Decked Out. 
uh, which was all about you know mini games and obviously the the phenomena that uh, decked out too was with uh, Tango there and Hermitcraft. And the reason I'm, I'm ra- raising this comment is by Jurassic's uh, sneak behind the curtain at the end there with a uh, laughing emoji. I don't know how many of you that listen to this actually realize at the end of every or almost every episode after the music finishes, there's usually a little outtake or a little funny clip or something that hasn't quite made the episode. Yeah, I don't know how many people listen all the way to the end after the music, but maybe you might moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got something spicy for you at the end of this episode. No, so I stick around. Oh, I can hardly wait. All right. Then we're going to move on to here um, towards a, to bring it home. We put a very recent episode out called Do Mods Destroy the Magic of Minecraft? Where we spoke about some of the, the building assist mods out there. And this probably got more feedback than any episode that we've done to date. Uh, which is good to see because we love the feedback. We, we love the comments. We love to do it. And we love to respond and we love to read them. Again, Jurassic's put a lot of comments there. Uh, so I do encourage everyone to go and have a have a read on of the YouTube channel. Uh, the one that I'm just going to pick out here, um, Axiom is a tool. It really won't build things for you. An artist is just able to do more. We can do bigger and better builds because we have these tools. We can work on builds that have hundreds of thousands of blocks instead of just a few thousand. And with that comes better quality and skill. Agree? 100%. Um, you know, it helped me do Dragon's Rest, which was my massive build in season one. It definitely helped me with my Aztec inspired pyramid in this recent season. And it's helping me build my Vault Hunters project in vanilla. I still maintain that at some stage, things are moving towards the point where the magic is going to dissipate because people will be able to punch into an AI program, build me this, and it will build them that. And they just take the schematic and paste it in and go, look what I've done. I hope we don't get to that point, but it feels like the natural progression is it's going to get to that point. I'm a tinker. I like new toys, trying things out. And I think I said that in that episode. Hey, I may or may not use them. Uh, some of them may or may not be easy for me to pick up. Like, if I able to edit, uh, hard for me to get my head around. It's easier for people. Um, that's why I thought... Adam would be um, something that's more streamlined. But the type of creator I am, and I, I question myself on whether or not I am a creator. I, I, I don't feel like I'm an artist because I will see something, whether it's uh, a build or a story or something, and I'll like, how could I make that different? How could I make that my own? I try my best not to copy it, you know, in its entirety, but maybe take elements of different things and then mash them up to make something uh, that, that might be my own, where you can you can see influences from other things. Um, I don't know what I'm where I'm going with this, but w- what I'm saying is these tools help me do that. I can visualize something. I can think it out in my head but when it comes to placing the blocks or drawing it out it doesn't come out the same way and when i have something that can assist me with that i can come up with something well speaking of art there we've got a another comment here from high hopes and if you don't know who high hopes is he is the host of the beacon podcast and a good friend of us here at uh the lab 
And he says, regarding the latest episode, I compare building mods to mass manufactured goods versus homemade slash handcrafted. You can buy the cheaper mass made product for less, but it's not valued at the same level. Rolls Royce are hand pressed and get charged for more. Around here, you can buy a coffee table for, I don't know, $50. You can also go to the local community and pay $500 for a handmade coffee table, but it's probably 10 times more beautiful and higher quality. I don't think the mod is able to replace the artist's touch. And and I think that goes back to what I just said. I, I don't really feel like I'm an art an artist. Um, when I look at people like B-dubs and Scar that don't use a whole lot of mods, those those guys are artists. Um, I'm just, I don't know what you, I call myself. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. With that. Um, I could picture how to make a coffee table, but could I make a coffee table? Probably not. Yeah, having the idea and then implementing said idea can be two very different. And, you know, uh, I think it comes naturally for some people. And other people have to actually work hard at it. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I take that that comment is, is true and valid. And let's just watch this space and see how the mods develop and which way it ends up going. But then uh, finally, to wrap it up, we have a comment here from FrostbiteX23. I am rather selective towards my choice of Minecraft mods. I only take mods that add new items and stuff to do such as dungeons or adds new mobs or plants in the game. Not much of a Lightmatica user here since I tend to upgrade and modify my builds on the fly. And you know what? That's totally fine and valid as well. Um, those that just like to build on the fly, only build it once, so to speak. I get that. I used to be the same way and have done it and still do that on streams at times of time, depending what the build is. Uh, but also I... Not going to hide the fact I do use Lightmatica as well, because sometimes when you're working on a big, massive build, sometimes it's going to be easier doing it in creative and then bringing it over into your survival world where you've got to collect the, all the supplies anyway and then build it again. Um, I can see the thing of both. And yes, I agree. Uh, there are many mods out there that change, add, twist, turn the base game of vanilla around and can be quite fun. Yeah, hopefully you found some mods out there, Frostbite, that uh, you do enjoy and gives your world that little extra boost. Mino, we absolutely love getting feedback. We love getting thoughts. We love getting the communication from you guys. We even get to do a lab Minecraft podcast uh, live this year on Twitch. We were planning to, like we did in the previous year. We will definitely be doing at least one of those in 2024, 100%. We've got a lot of plans coming up. But one thing we would really love is to get even further feedback. More messages from you guys letting us know your thoughts. Do you agree with our theories? We love it when you disagree. So please stand up and say, no, we think this. But Minor, if they want to give us some thoughts and feedback, how would they go about that? Well, of course, there's always the Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com, or they can find us on X, mclab underscore podcast. Uh, and finally, at the awesome website uh, created by our tech man, Kegers02, interrealmssmp.com. Sounds right. I'll go with that. Okay. But yes, so I hope you've enjoyed this little bonus episode for uh, the lab here between Christmas and New Year. We hope you had a very good, safe, and blessed Christmas. And as we come up into the New Year, just want to thank, uh, obviously, thank you, Minor, for another fantastic 12 months. Want to thank Kegers, obviously, our, for lack of a better term, producer behind the scenes that puts it all together and uploads for us and all those 
fancy, wonderful things and gives us his uh, his two cents. And we want to thank you guys, the listeners, because without you guys, well, what is a podcast other than two guys sitting at computers talking to each other? You guys make the podcast. So uh, thank you for your listens. Thank you for your downloads. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your feedbacks. Uh, we appreciate it and we look forward to bringing you more podcast content in 2024. Yes, we'll see you next year. Am I? Can I do a um, bit of a plug while we're here? Oh, yeah. Would you mind? Go ahead. Would you no, mind? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Speaking of more podcast content, over the last couple of months, I, Troge, have been working on another podcast. Um, we've got a few episodes recorded, ready to go. It's going to launch in the new year. Um, and it's not Minecraft related. It's something completely different. It's um, it's a podcast I'm doing with my son, DTG, and it's called Dad and Lad Chuckles and Change. And what we do is we take a bit of a, a humorous look back at uh, back in my day versus today. I introduce him to the first computers, the age of dial-up internet, 80s and 90s cartoons versus today. Uh, they're the, sort of the topics we've recorded so far. We've had a lot of fun doing it. If you go and search for Dad and Lad Chuckles and Change uh, on your platform of choice for podcast, you will find it. It's already there with a trailer. I uh, hope to see some of you over there as well. And very much looking forward for that one to coming out uh, in the near future. So that should be a heap of fun. We've had a lot of laughs so far, and hopefully that will continue. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for indulging me there. I appreciate it, Mr. Minor Thoughts. You're welcome. Well, I think that about wraps it up for 2023. I don't think I've blown enough things up, but we can change that in 2024. I guess you're still hoping for that new wood in 2024. New update, new wood, fresh wood, best wood. Yes. We'll see you in the next one. We will see you next year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. So what's okay. the spicy bit? Are you ready for this last part? Shall I brace myself? Sure, go ahead. Consider me braced. And coming to the lab in 2024, a special segment called Miner's Minecraft Reality Check. <laughs> where reality hurts. And just a little teaser here, even though your armadillo is wearing armor, it's still going to jump in lava. An armadillo is wearing armor? Did you, mean, did you mean to say even though your dogs are wearing armor? That, that's what I meant. <laughs> you can lay all this stuff in. Oh, I'm going anyway. to. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Give me a break. Oh, that should be interesting. It'll, it'll, it'll be better in 2024. I promise.